oh good, I caught you before I went to the stadium. So we, we've got a big crowd already gathered and there are a lot of things that are taking place inside the stadium. There, there's a huge game. And, and it's not just a today game, it's more like a tournament, I guess you could call it, because it's gonna go beyond today and really catapult to the rest of the lo- your life. And, and we wanna think about the game in terms of the kids, right? Because we kind of focus on kids and adults, but in this game that's going on in here, so much bigger than just what we put into the hearts and the minds of kids. And, and so before I go into the stadium, before we really get into the game, you can see the crowd's already gathering. You can see that the action and the activity's already taking place. Uh, there, there are several things that I've got to make sure that we kind of go over together to kind of see the bigger picture of, of what's involved. And sometimes we'll talk about sports and sometimes we live in a sports world and good grief, I mean, stadiums are built for sports, right? We've been building stadiums for thousands of years to celebrate athletic conquest. And, and maybe sports is a great analogy and maybe you're like, I don't really like sports. I'm not into that. That's okay. I am and many other people are, but they bring a lot because sports teach us a lot about adversity, a lot about victory, a lot about defeat, a lot about, uh, about strength and agility, a lot about perseverance, a lot about what it takes to endure to the end. Sports engage us with our emotions. They engage our, our physical bodies. They engage our minds, but they're just sports. See, this stadium that we're gonna enter into, and I'm getting ready to run ahead of the team, is, is a whole lot more than, than just a few balls, a few goals, it's about a life. It's about your life and it's about my life. And so there are a few words I wanna share with you this morning that help us engage in this whole game, this whole preparation. And this week, the theme that we're gonna keep running back to as we go from game to game, as we endure through this tournament and propel into the rest of our lives, come back to how we gear up for life's big game. And there was a guy that lived a couple of thousand years ago named Peter. And Peter said it best. Peter said it this way. His divine power has given us everything required for life and for godliness. Through the knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and goodness. Now, that's a motto right there for our lives together. So, so I'm up here and I'm talking to you and I'm wearing a jersey because everybody in the stadium's wearing a jersey. And I want to talk to you about more than just putting on a jersey, more than just wearing the colors of your team, but actually being involved in the field. And Peter says that his divine power has given us everything required for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us according to body his glory and his goodness now you want to gear up for a game you want to get a good impassioned motivational speech it comes right there from the power of God and we're going to look at five phrases five words out of what Peter said that is going to gear us up and engage us for life's big game 
The game that God has called each one of you to, regardless of your age, regardless of your ethnicity, regardless of your status, where you are in Christ. You're probably wondering about my jersey, what team I'm pulling for today. Some of you probably thought I was a referee and going to throw a flag on the field. See, this stadium here is about a bigger game than what I'm wearing. This is for Botafogo out of Brazil, out of Rio de Janeiro, the state league in Brazil. And many people wear this jersey in these colors. And I'm getting ready to go in here and watch Botafogo and Flamingo play the greatest sports rivalry in all the world. And you say, oh, no, 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 no. My, my, my Auburn, Alabama, my Georgia, Georgia Tech, my Florida, Florida State, no, 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 no. Botafogo and Flamingo have caused more deaths in their rivalry than any other sport. So let's just pull that one back just a little bit. And let's step into the real game. What's happening on your field? What's happening on my field? What God has placed in front of us. He has, in his divine power, has given us everything required for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his glory and his goodness. And we find that what we need to know first as we get into the game is that you cannot have godliness without God's power. You can't have godliness without God's power. It doesn't matter if you put on the shirt. It doesn't matter if you put on the jersey. See, I'm wearing this nice Botafogo jersey. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to jump and I'm going to cheer and I'm going to make one of those little noises with the horn when I get in there and I'm going to be enthralled and I'm going to be engaged and I'm going to jump up and down and shout and sing, but I have no power and no authority to go onto the field. I'm wearing the same shirt as those people that are on the field, but I don't have the authority and the power to do so. And so many times in our lives, we try to step onto the field because we're wearing the same shirt, but we don't have the authority and the power. But he has given us everything that is required. You see that word required? It says it's required for life and for godliness. You can breathe but not be alive. Many of us do breathe, yet we're not truly living. Oh yeah, we got a pulse. We drive a car, we eat, we go through the motions, but we're talking in the realms of spiritual growth, discipleship, discipline, and what it means to know who God is. And it says that God's power has given us everything required. I can put my jersey on and I can go to the stadium. I'm gonna go in here in just a minute and I can try to go down on the field but the owner of the team has not given me his power, his authority, his stamp to walk down and be part of the action. You can step into life's field. You can step into what's going on in your circumstance and you've got your, you've got your Jesus bracelet on. You know, we're famous for our little Jesus bracelets. You've got your Sunday school attendance card, but you've never been equipped by the power of God. See, it's required you can't have godliness without God's power. You don't get godliness on your own. You don't step into godliness by yourself. It is the power of God that has given us all that we need for godliness. What is required? 
not the shirt. It's not the jersey. It's not a few piety statements. It's not the hand raised at that one time in the song. It's not the amen. It's not the Sunday school attendance. It's not the offering in the plate. It is the power of God that gives us godliness. You cannot have godliness without God's power. But we also find that God's power is the foundation for our relationship with Christ. It's the foundation. It is the sure footing. He says in this verse, he says, Peter goes to us and says, his divine power has given us everything required for life and godliness through the knowledge. I want you to know that word knowledge. That knowledge provides the foundation. That knowledge is not just in the head, but it goes into the heart, into the core, into the belief. That knowledge is such an intimate term that says it's not that I have on the jersey, but it's I'm actually part of the team. That knowledge draws you in to the engagement, into the intimacy of what it means to walk daily with a God who made you. That's one of the awesome things about the power of God. See, the power of God says, not only do you get to show up to the stadium, but because you are in this intimate relationship through the blood of Christ Jesus with God, your creator, you have all the access to everything you need for life and godliness because he knows you. Because you have a relationship with him. Now I'm gonna go in this stadium, I'm gonna jump and I'm gonna cheer and I'm gonna be wearing the right team colors. I'm like, yeah, they scored a goal, woohoo! And Neymar is gonna give a nice bicycle kick and Coutinho is gonna come over with a header right off the rail that's gonna score the goal and they're gonna win. And I'm gonna be excited about that. And I'm gonna go up to them after the game and say, man, good job! And they're gonna look at me like, okay, you're wearing the shirt but I have no idea who this fool is. And I'm gonna hug their neck and I'm gonna jump like, yeah! And they're gonna call security because they don't know me. And I'm going to go to the owner of the team. I'm saying, guess what, man? This was the most amazing thing. And we're a part of this. And we did this. And, we did. and he's going to look at me and say, no. What are you doing? You have no basis of a relationship with me. You know my name. And you know my stats. And you know what my team accomplished. But I don't know you. I don't know who you are. And so many of us are going to walk with our Jesus jerseys on and he's going to look at us and say, I'm sorry, I don't know you. And we're going to be those people that were standing there at the throne in Matthew chapter 25. You remember, I did all these awesome things. I cast out demons. I healed people. I had perfect attendance at Sunday school. I was a deacon. I was a pastor. I was this and I did this. And he's going to say, you didn't have the power of God. There was no relationship. I don't know you. Step away. Man, you want to know true power? True power is not getting together in a stadium and jumping up and down and shouting and, and hooping and hollering and having a good time and, and, and high-fiving and clapping and celebrating or even, even having somebody to lean on when your team loses. That's not true power. True power is when God says, I'm going to give you something greater. I'm going to give you a relationship with me, your creator, the one who made you. And his divine power has given us everything that is necessary, everything that is required for life and godliness. How? Through the knowledge of him, Jesus Christ. You want power? You want power? 
It's not going to come through anything but the power of God in Christ Jesus. Accolades, paychecks, friends, cars, houses, clothes. It's not going to give you power. Might give you a pat on the back. Might give you a good feeling for a little while. But God's power provides a foundation for a lasting relationship with Christ Jesus. With Christ Jesus. Because when we see God's power, what we also find about this relationship is that our ability to understand, to see, and to comprehend goodness and glory is, comes through the power of God. Our ability to see what is truly good and what is truly glorious comes through God's power. It's the word through, right? Right? His divine power has given us everything required for life and godliness through. Through. If I'm going to access the stadium, I've got to go through the gate or through that gate. If you're going to access your house, you got to go through the front door, the back door, the garage door. If you're going to access your, if you're going to access your bank account, you've got to go through the password and if you don't remember your password you've got to go through the reset and that made the reset ridiculously tough and I'm glad for that because I don't want people accessing my bank account you've got to go through something to gain access man how how often we have a shaded view of glory and goodness man glory is easy to see we see it in politics. Who won the election? We see it in sports. Who won the championship? Who scored the most goals? See it in life. And you work real hard and you get that promotion. Get that raise. Pay off that debt. Some good glory, right? You get high fives and you get hugs and attaboy and you feel good. Then the next day you wake up and it's gone. Now, you still got the promotion. You didn't lose your job. You still got the raise. They didn't take your money away. You still paid off that debt. The bank didn't come back and say, oh, no, actually, you still owe us $40,000 for that. But that good feeling, it's gone. It's the same thing with man goodness, human goodness, right? You help a little old lady cross the street and you feel good about yourself. Then you find out that you walked her across the street and she fell and broke her ankle two steps later. You feel bad. If I hadn't helped her across the street, she wouldn't have fallen and broken her ankle. Man, you feel really, really good because you remember to get off work early to make it to your kid's ball game. And then you blow up at them over dinner. The good gets overshadowed. I did a really good thing, man. I remember my wife's birthday and her anniversary twice in the same year. You know what you did wrong about your wife. All the good. We keep trying to stack it and pile it and pile it and pile it so that hopefully our mountain of goodness is a lot bigger and a lot taller than our mountain of failure. 
Oh yeah, we really remember that guy, that, that athlete who scored the game-winning touchdown, the game-winning goal, made that game-winning basket and carried the coach out high on their shoulders and everybody was excited about the championship and then they were arrested three days later for domestic abuse, for drug possession. All that good gets trampled in this life. But he said that his divine power has given us everything required for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by what? His grace and his goodness, his glory and his goodness. See, the power of God says, you know what? All this goodness and all this stuff that the man-made glory is trying to bring into your life is nothing. It's rubbish. It's going to fall. It's going to falter. It's going to fail. But now I'm giving you power so that you can see how truly awesome and amazing I am. And we come to Isaiah chapter 6. And like Isaiah, we see this vision of God and all of his glory. We see the Lord on his throne. It says the train of his robe filled the temple. And the angels were all around crying out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. And Isaiah falls to his knees and says, I can't be here. I'm unworthy. I am unclean. I can't do this. And he humbles himself because he's seen what is truly glorious, what is truly good. And he says, I can't do this. And the power of God doesn't say, yeah, that's right. You're a dirty man from a dirty people. No, he says, "Uh uh-uh, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna show you my glory and how good I awesomely am and I'm gonna purify you. And he sends the angel to bring the burning coal to touch his lips, to purify his mouth and says, because I'm gonna send you out. And see, when we come to the power of God and we see his glory and his goodness, we humble ourselves and he doesn't leave us there. He lifts us up by his power because he says, guess what? I am your God. And as your God, you have now entered into a relationship with me that's not based on keeping you down, but based on showing you my power and letting you live in it. Letting you live in his power. That's what the game is about. Living in his power. Man, I'm going to run down here on the field after the game and I'm going to say, hey, Neymar, let me show you how I headbutt and he's going to laugh at me because I have the athletic ability of a sand gnat. And, and he's going to look at me. I, true story. I'm going to step out of wearing the jersey mode for a second. I had an opportunity to play basketball in the Florida Gators practice court. Just me by myself playing basketball. And I missed 19 shots in a row even layups and there was a recruit walking around the top looking over and like I'm not coming to school here now but the glory of God says no 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 no. you've beheld me and you know that you're not worthy of being in my presence but my power says I want you here I'm bringing you here It is possible for you to now behold what is truly glorious, what is truly magnificent, what is truly wonderful because you have seen the power of God. But God calls us. And the call that God puts on our lives, when God calls us, we have to see that it is too big. God's call is too big for us to live without his power. 
See, that's why God's power is the requisite. That's why it was given to us as being required for life in godliness because God knew he was calling us to something bigger. Notice it says there, all by, by his divine power, everything has been given to us that is required for life in godliness through the knowledge of him who has what? He has called us, not on a phone, not across the yard, but he has spoken into your heart and he has spoken into my heart the word of life and he has said, I am calling you to something bigger, something greater. And the cool thing about that is now he is responsible for you. And I got my Botafogo jersey on, but I didn't get called by them to play in the game. See, if I had... Here's what would have happened. Instead of going into this entrance of the stadium, I would have gone over there to the player's entrance. And going to the player's entrance, I have access to all of the player's equipment, all of the weights, all of the trainers, because Botafogo's job is now to come into my life and equip me for the game they've called me to play. You can't play in the game that God's called you to play unless you allow him to equip you. And you equip him, you're equipped by him by not just wearing the jersey, but showing up for the training. Submitting yourself to the regiment, allowing him who has called you to have true ownership of all that you are. Man, I'm over here on the Botafogo sideline and I'm standing here, I'm, like, I'm not even really good enough to man the water cooler. But if they call me, they equip me. They give me everything I need. How much greater it is with our God who by his divine power has given us everything that is required. Everything that is required. This isn't a kid's Sunday school lesson. This isn't just a come to VBS and, and hear that Jesus loves me and Jesus is for me and Jesus came to rescue me. Yeah, that's true. But sometimes we graduate out of the kids' VBS and we go on about our lives thinking, yeah, those were good stories that I learned, but it doesn't pay dividends. It doesn't work out in the real world. I'm here to tell you that it is the only thing that works out in the real world. Because God didn't save you to just leave you alone. God didn't save you to live as you were. God didn't call you out of darkness into life to a meaningless, menial existence. What he did was call you by his glory and his goodness through the blood of Christ Jesus so that he could equip you with his power to be the greatest you that he could possibly use in this world. That's the game on the field. That's the game that's going on truly in the stadium. That's what it's truly about. Why? Because God's power is for me. God's power is for me. Say that with me. God's provision is for me. His provision is for me. Look at what it says to start off. His divine power has given us. Us. Us, that includes you and you and you and you and you and even you up there on the shelf. It, it's for us. It's for us to live in the glory of God. 
It is for us to live with the power of God. While we may not be able to have godliness without the power of God, God has provided us all the power we need to live godly lives. We've got to answer the call. We've got to reach out and take the provision. We've got to hold our hand out to what he has offered. And we've got to ask ourselves, why am I wearing the jersey? Am I wearing it because I'm a fan and I can be affiliated with the team and all the good things that come with the team? Or am I wearing it because I'm actually part of the team? Because I'm on the field, because I'm in the action, because I'm part of the game. Only this isn't just a game that ends and there's a trophy given at the end and everybody goes home to the pizza party. This is, this is a true life endeavor under the power of God. Maybe this morning you need to repent of just wearing the jersey. Maybe this morning you need to repent of just being in the stands and high-fiving when you can and, and, and booing when you can. Maybe this morning you need to repent of, of sitting on the shelf and not, not being in the action of the game, of not surrendering yourself to the power of God. Maybe this morning you need to repent of, of making this about, let's just make sure the kids know this, but I'm not going to apply it to my heart and to my life. Maybe this morning you need to repent of, of never trusting the power of God and never coming to faith in Christ and doing it your own way and knowing that you now need this Savior to take your sin. He is able, no matter what your sin is, no matter what your circumstance is, He is able by His power to wash you, to regenerate you, to make you new to not just give you a jersey but to give you a position on the field which is a position with him in the heavens maybe this, this morning you just need to rejoice and refresh yourself in the power of God because you've been living in it you've been active in it and you can say this is who I am because of it